Hey friends, welcome to Recovering with Danny. I'm your host, Danielle Van Kay, and this podcast is all about eating disorder recovery, being a single 30-something, navigating the dating scene, and going through, you know, an existential crisis or two. My goal as an eating disorder recovery coach is to help you start living the life you have always dreamt of. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, welcome to the third parter of the dating episodes. And this is going to be about dating fatigue. Well, I hope you're not being or getting fatigued by hearing all this dating BS because it can be like a lot of bullshit, right? I mean, who's raising their hands right now? I am. Um, so, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Um, I've said my age now 500 times. I'm going to be 32 in, God, what is it? In literally a month. So I now get the official question of, actually did recently did an interview um, with uh, like a sort of a news outlet thingy. And this journalist asked me, so um, yeah, so you're now at this age range. It literally is a Dutch, so it's a Dutch news outlet. And it says, beautiful at at any age. And I thought, oh my God, this segment officially makes me feel old. But I still did it because, you know, girl needs a little side hustle here and there. Um, But she said, don't you feel the pressure of getting into a relationship or having children and what's your take on that and all of that jazz. And um, I actually didn't know up until this point, and I'm still very unsure because, I mean, never say never. I I will never say never about basically everything, but I am now now in the life stage where I don't know if I do want to bring a kid in this world since I don't think it's it's been going to a great where it's kind of dark, right? Everything that's going on in the world, it's so dark. And, um, also I don't have any maternal instincts, which doesn't worry me at all because my mom never had that either. And it was my dad who said, yeah, I definitely want to have a kid. And that's how I ended up being here on this planet earth. But I also think kids cost a lot of money um they need a lot of care of obviously a lot of attention and you need to be fully healthy and that's not actually true because i know a lot of people who have a chronic illness and they still have kids not without any issues but definitely they rely on more help and because i don't have any siblings i am all by myself i wonder if it's feasible for me as well i mean i would have to be financially very well off do do I mean to to hire um, a babysitter or someone who can watch my kid a lot because I'm just with my pain and with my exhaustion and then working at the same time I still have to bring you know money in unless I found find a very rich guy who says I will take care of everything but I don't think that will happen but then again never say never because maybe I should put that in the universe find me a rich man just kidding i want someone who's loving and empathetic and communicative and all the things um 
yeah so dating fatigue um i'm in the midst of it and it's kind of like recover it's funny that i'm all the topics kind of like are interconnected with each other because i talk about dating uh not not about dating but i talk about recovery burnout and i think there's also this thing called dating burnout or dating fatigue and uh like i said in the previous episode someone replied on my or did i actually i can't remember but i i think i did uh someone replied on my instagram story recently saying that they had uh dating fatigue and they felt like they were well they felt less alone because i talked about it on my instagram account so that's why i'm doing this to make you all feel less alone so if you have been going on a lot of dates without any success and you feel very alone in this whole journey trust me you're not alone i'm with you um and i do feel some pressure i i'm not gonna lie i i do i do feel some pressure not to the extent that some of you might feel because i don't have that maternal instinct it's not like i want to have a family necessarily i think i would be happy to find a like a really cool partner like i mean the dream would be a soulmate but that always sounds a little cliche doesn't it but then again is it i mean finding a soulmate would be very damn cool but yeah that that's that's my ideal scenario having finding my soulmate getting married because i do have this dream of getting married one day or getting asked and then the white dress i don't know it's super that's the only fairy tale that I still kind of feel like that's something I need to do once in my life, um, which I'm sure I will, hopefully, fingers crossed. And I will adopt as many dogs as I can possibly can, and I would be the happiest ever. That doesn't say or doesn't mean that I will never have a kid. Um, who knows if I'm also, if I'm fortunate enough, if I ever want to have kids, that I can have them. Because I put my body through the ringer with anorexia and with Lyme disease and all of the things. So with my with my exercise compulsion, that was a fun period. Hashtag not at all. But um, yeah, it's just a dating fatigue is a real thing. And I think if you're currently, if you can relate to this and you, f- you feel like, you know what, I... I'm really not doing well. I've been ghosted. I've been uh, every single time. I feel like I'm, I'm really hoping to to meet someone really cool, and it just doesn't end up being that. I would say delete the apps if you're on the apps and stop dating for a while. I actually follow this um, influencer. I've been watching her YouTube videos since I was. I think she's on YouTube for so long. I. God knows how long. Her name is Amelia Liana, and some of you probably know her. Some some of you might not. She doesn't. She's not like has has nothing to do with eating disorders. Um, it's just like a vlog channel basically. And she said recently because she was um, dating someone very seriously, got engaged, got married, and got. I think she got married. Yeah. And then got divorced literally like five seconds later. It was so out of nowhere. It was, and it was very traumatic for her. Um, Obviously, I mean, I can't can't even imagine. So she had a year 
where she didn't date at all. Like nothing. Now, I have to say, I didn't really keep up to date uh, as of recently how things are going with her right now. But she really said to herself, you know what? I'm not going to interact with men whatsoever. I just want to be single, focus on on myself, focus on self-love, self-development, my friends, my career, my dogs. That's it. And if someone comes along, that's great. If not, also fine. She's my, I think she's 30 or 31. So she's sort of my age. And I thought that was so cool, like a year of not dating. And I, I thought to myself, could I do that? And that made me realize I'm most likely, putting most likely in air quotes, because I know I'm addicted. I'm addicted to the dopamine reaction that the dating apps give me the constant matches and messages. And it's basically, it's feeding your ego. That's honestly what it is. So although I know this and I keep deleting the apps ever since, ever every time I hit the dating fatigue period, I go on them again and I'm like, oh God, here we go again. <laughs> I fall into the same trap. And I think it's also because in the back of my brain, I also met my ex on a dating app. So it's not like and most of my friends have met their uh, boyfriends on Tinder, on Hinge, on Bumble, on all the apps. Honestly, literally, I think 90% of them, nine zero. So that's a lot, like a big percentage. So there's part of me that still hopes to meet that person on one of the apps. And it could could be so that I will, I don't know, meet that person in a, a month time or in a week time. Who knows? But if I'm not on the apps, I won't have that chance or that possibility, which d- does definitely give me some fear of missing out. And that's the whole issue here, I think. And they always say, if you're not like, oh, this is also such a cliche, but I I think there's some truth to it, but I'm also getting really, really fucking annoyed by it. So what people say, basically when you are least expecting it and when you're not going and seeking out, seeking it out, that's when you find your future partner or your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Well, is that true though? Because you still need to get out there how are you going to meet new people? Not not by sitting at home. No one is going to knock on your door, like I said in the first episode. No one is going to show up on your doorstep. You have to still get out there. And if you are not on the apps and you're already someone who doesn't love going out or partying or you just have dinners with a couple of girlfriends, which for men, if you're hetero uh, or heterosexual, that is very intimidating Well, also, by the way, for me, even if I would see a very gorgeous man and my girlfriends would say, hey, by the way, go, go up to that guy. And I, I grew a pair of balls at this point in my life. I'm fine with handing out my business card, but still I get the jitters. I'm like schwitzing everywhere. Um, And most of the times I actually back out. I'm like, no, can't do it. So imagine a man doing that to a group of women and going up to them or to that one girl in the group and like finding a conversation or trying up to to strike up a conversation uh i mean the male ego is a little bit more fragile than the woman's ego i would say uh i mean some some of you might not agree which is again fine we don't all have to 
agree with each other, but that's just my perspective on life. So yeah, you still have to get out there. And if you're someone who just doesn't do that that often, of course, during COVID, who actually went out? Uh, no one, right? So everyone was on the apps and doing the walking dates, which were honestly quite boring to me. And I can't really walk that far. So most of the time, I actually said this to a friend yesterday because we were talking about this. And I, I said to her, I would never invite someone over who I've never um, like met up with before. I would not invite them over to my apartment. Are you kidding me? But then I realized, oh my God, I did that a lot during the pandemic. Just having someone on my couch, cuddle with my dog. They would like, we would have like a nice conversation, had a couple of drinks or share a bottle of wine. And then they would leave again. That was literally, honestly, I did that twice, at least twice a week. So I am, I am, I'm lying to myself. I, I've been doing that actually for, for, uh, I wouldn't recommend this by the way. No, no, don't do this at home. Don't do do this. <laughs> Literally, don't do this at home. Uh, go to a bar. Go to a public place. Of course, we couldn't do that during the pandemic. I, I mean, you can still meet up in a in a very busy park or go for a walk, which is way more safe. But I I thought to myself, oh my god, I actually did that. Now I have to say, I live on a houseboat in Amsterdam, which is split into two apartments, and the walls are so thin that if I would just I don't know, have a little squeal, like, I mean, someone would already be like knocking on my door saying, hey, Danny, are you okay? So, and my mom lived opposite of me and I had a tiny chihuahua who would lick you to death. So that wouldn't do a thing, but still, you know, it's, it's a dog. Um, so I, I felt sort of safe, but I wouldn't do it in the apartment that I'm currently in. Uh, I mean, it also very much depends if you have a booty call, or a dick appointment, as me and my girlfriend say. I mean, if you know the guy already, or not even, and you feel safe enough, again, ugh, it, it's, it can be quite dangerous, though, so be careful. And just don't take my word for it. But I would really I would really not suggest meeting up on the first date at your own home. But I, I think you're all wise enough to not do that, right? I hope everyone is like nodding their heads like, yeah, we're not, we're not doing that. We're not making that dumb mistake you did, um, during COVID. So yeah, the dating fatigue thing is a real thing. Um, I, uh, I'm going through it right now. I'm talking to someone who I, I will keep you guys updated on that, which I will have to be careful about because he most likely would even listen to this. Um, but I am talking to someone who I think is a very interesting person. Um, I kind of initially friend zoned him, but mm, the options are open. I, yeah, we'll see. We'll just see. That's all I'm going to say about it. But I kind of like recently decided that I'm not going to delete the apps, but I'm not going to be on them which is basically saying to an alcoholic, you're going to be surrounded by bottles of wine and you're not allowed to drink them. So I don't know how smart that is. You know what? I'm going to now make an agreement with myself and you all that I'm going to delete the apps. How about that? They're not worth it anymore. It's, it's not worth it. 
it's actually not worth it. And also, I feel like I've swiped through every dude that's on there. So I think we're done. I think my my chapter of being on the apps for now is done. So I will keep you posted about that if I will have some... Um, I don't know, some symptoms, some adverse reactions, who knows, um, with some withdrawals, which could definitely happen because I, I, I do think I'm addicted to it, uh, which is kind of embarrassing to say. But if you've been on them and also been very reliant on them for so many years, I mean, I started dating or d- doing the online dating so frequently for so many years now, it's kind of like part of my routine almost like, Oh, I'm going to meet up with a new guy. I have so many date outfits. It's unreal. I maybe I can, if you girls also want to have tips on that, uh, I can definitely do like, um, I don't know, maybe an Instagram post or a story or whatever. Like give me some feedback on Instagram or email me. I would love to know what you'd like to see or hear me talking about, But yeah, dating fatigue, it basically means that your body and your brain is kind of rejecting what's going on on your phone. And that means you have to get get off of it. And it's it's the same thing with, uh, let's say, Instagram or TikTok or any form of social media you're on. If you feel like you're constantly triggered by the, the photos or the videos you're seeing on there that says enough that basically says okay you have to take a social media detox for a while and it's not forever it's just maybe for like i don't know a significant amount of time maybe for a couple of weeks maybe for a couple of months or maybe even forever one of my very good girlfriends she recently just deleted all her social media and she said denny i feel so free And I can imagine because, I mean, I have to be on social media for work, but if I didn't have to or have to, I think I would not be on there, actually. So, yeah. All right, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, I hope you enjoyed the dating files. Um, And uh, if you have any more questions about it or any more like, I don't know, if you want to share your own experiences, feel free to DM me. I would love to hear your dating experiences or read through them. I will probably uh, share them anonymously unless you want to have your name on there, but I don't think you will or want to have that. And um, yeah, next week we'll talk about something completely different, but you'll have to stick with me for a while. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many people as possible. And if this episode supported you in any way, the very best way to show your appreciation and support me is by screenshotting and sharing it on social media. And I would find it so cool if you could leave a review as well on any platform you're listening on. If you're looking for additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at Danielle Thank you. See you here next week.